A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co/insomnia. If you are a parent. Have you ever had difficulties waking up your teens in the morning to get them to school? Do you know whether your teens are getting enough sleep? Have you noticed that your teenagers have to sleep a lot during the weekends and just cannot get up because they said they have to catch up on their sleep? California just passed a new law to push school start time later. For example, for high school, the first period start time is no earlier than 8:30 a.m., and for middle schools, no earlier than 8 a.m. So, what does this do? What does later school start time do to children and teenagers? Why so many sleep specialists are pushing this policy to happen? We have the president. Of Minnesota Sleep Society, Julie Dahl here today with us, sharing her insights about later school start time. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Can you please share with us what do you do day to day in your clinical work? So I'm a nurse practitioner, actually in sleep medicine. I've been in sleep medicine for. Seventeen years now, almost. So, I I work in a clinic setting, yeah. For um, it's so I focus on all areas of sleep. Um, but I also am a、uh, board member for the Minnesota Sleep Society, which is a board of professional sleep specialists here in the state of Minnesota. And I've been the president for the last two years, and and our board has been advocating for later start times here actively for the last four years. Um, although we've had several members who've been working with schools even prior to that, so wow! So you are a very experienced sleep specialist, and you mentioned over the past four years there has been some focus or interest on this changing school start time for children and teenagers. And what made it happen? What make you passionate or interested in that involved in that topic? Well, we looked as a board to, to figure out what we could do for for the state of Minnesota, figuring out where the need is in respect to sleep. And, and there's a lot of issues that go along with sleep, sleep disorders, obviously, and drowsy driving. But we really felt there was a great need for for addressing the lack of sleep in our teenage population. We know a third of adults report insufficient sleep, according to the CDC,、uh, with two thirds of teenagers actually reporting insufficient sleep. So. So it is a, a significant need. So that's where we thought we'd put our our efforts. Yes. Wow. So teenagers actually doubled the the amount of report insufficient sleep. Yeah, there are a number of different factors that that affect that. You know, teenagers. It's a they're they're busy. <laughs> our teenagers nowadays. So yeah, they are. Yeah. Lifestyle definitely different than than when I was a teenager. They they're involved in many extracurricular activities, um, uh, but but another factor too is is later start times. The、um, 
electronics that our teenagers deal with that, that weren't around when I was a teenager. So there's a lot of different factors that um, that come into play. Yeah, definitely. So regarding changing the school start time, for what age group do you think that we need consider that change? Sure, it's a good question. And uh, really, we're looking at all teenagers, uh, um, which includes both middle and high school students, because what we see when, when starting in puberty, what we see is there's a shift actually in their sleep timing. So melatonin, which is known as the dark hormone, which um, secretes at night and helps us signal sleep, actually starts to secrete later for teenagers. And that starts in early, uh, starts in puberty and, and that sh- continues to shift as teenagers go through puberty. Um, so they really go to bed later. Um, and sleep in later. And that's, that's normal. That's actually natural for teenagers. A lot of people think teenagers are just lazy and they're sleeping in, but, but they're really just following their own natural body rhythm, actually. So for teenagers, their natural body rhythm changes as they get into teenage age. And that's totally normal for them to not be able to sleep early and they want to sleep in later in the morning. Exactly. Teenagers cannot force themselves to go to sleep earlier and parents can't make their teenagers go to sleep. Um, it really is. They're just following their, their natural biology. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I know a lot of teenagers, they tend to stay up really late using, um, you know, social media or they, they just uh, or doing homework. So you are seeing their part of that is biology. It's not all just because they don't want to go to bed. They're just uh, keeping themselves up. Right. I think that's part of it. I mean, there's definitely some, some good habits we want teenagers to follow and, and, you know, start to turn off electronics before bedtime. But I think a lot of people blame the electronics for the teenagers staying up late, but really they're just naturally up late. And what are teenagers going to be doing when they're awake is on their electronics because that's where they are um, a good portion of the day. That's part of their, of, of who they are and how they communicate with each other. So it's understandable that they would be on, on their phones and on social media, but, but we really want them to um, really focus on getting eight to 10 hours of, of sleep. And, and sadly, you know, the majority are, are not able to obtain that amount of sleep. Oh, so yes. So you mentioned teenagers need to get eight to 10 hours of sleep. So that is what is appropriate for this age group. Correct. Mm -hmm. From what time to what time does the sleep science would recommend for teenagers? What's the best sleep period? Sure. So it's approximate, but about 1045 to 8 a.m. So 1045 p.m. to 8 a.m. Uh, would be a pretty typical time for teenagers to fall asleep. It would be difficult to expect them to to go to sleep um, uh, much earlier than that. I see. So for teenagers, uh, as parents, people should not just expect teens going to go to bed at nine uh, or eight and just fall asleep easily. No, and actually, it's really a, an exercise in frustration to, to expect teenagers to do that because they, like I said, biologically can't. And and well-meaning parents have uh, know the importance of sleep, but but aren't quite as knowledgeable about um, what that means for teenagers. So they'll have their teenager get into bed early, but a teenager can, like I said, can't force themselves to fall asleep. So it's it's about understanding uh, what a teenager 
needs. They're unlike adults and, and younger children. Uh, we have more malleable sleep schedules. We can uh, shift a little bit easier younger children and adults, um, but teenagers really, really can't. I see. Then how about the morning time? You mentioned the ideal time for teenagers to sleep is until 8 a.m., but I know a lot of school start time is much earlier than that so far. Yes, that is that is true. In our state of, of Minnesota here, about 85% of our schools still start before the recommended time of 8.30. And that's true nationally, that, that most schools start at 8 a.m. nationally. So um, there's, there's some work that needs to, be, needs to be done. Yes, yes. So I know you had, um, you talked on a TED Talk before, and you mm-hmm. mentioned in the morning for teenagers, like 7 a.m. for them is like 4 a.m. for adults. What do you mm-hmm. mean by that? <laughs> exactly. So if we look at uh, the natural sleep rhythm for teenagers and compare it to adults, we're, we're, we're really asking teenagers to wake up so much earlier. And it would be like adults waking up at 4 a.m. every morning to get to work and expect them to be functioning. And, and you know, so many people talk about, oh, why are teenagers drinking so much caffeine? But uh, really, a lot of times we're, we're forcing that upon them. They're just trying to self-medicate because they have to wake up so early for for school that they're just looking for fast ways to get energy and stay awake and alert um, as much as they can during the day. Mm. Yeah. So if they get up so early ahead of their biological clock, they would feel really sleepy. They may not even get enough sleep. Exactly. That is right. And we're not, a lot of people will say, oh, we're coddling them and, and, you know, they need to suck up and, and get ready for being adults. But, but really we're not, we're actually, and one of some of the studies will, will ferret this out a little bit is that we're actually, um, you know, not doing them any justice by having them get up early. And, um, you know, according to the data, we haven't dove into that yet, but that's when we let kids sleep uh, later, again, following their own natural rhythm, uh, we see benefits. Yeah. So let's talk about the benefit because I'm really curious. I want to know, right, for all these policies, this movement, people trying to, a lot of sleep specialists are trying to encourage schools to push the start time to a later time, like you said, recommended 8.30 a.m. What are some benefits if that really happened? Sure. So there was a, a large study done uh, through the University of Minnesota, actually, mm-hmm. um, in 2014 with over 9,000 students. And that involved uh, over five different districts. And it, it, and it wasn't unique only to Minnesota. Um, the researcher evaluated uh, other schools as well across the country, and they all had varied start times. And they found that those students who started later had improved attendance and better mental health. Uh, there was less substance use. Um, and even in, in some of those um, districts, too, we saw less car accidents and better grades, too. Wow, that's really covered many different domains. The, the safety concerns, the academic performance, the school attendance, and the uh, mental health component, it's all get impacted. Yeah, I, I think for, for me, the mental health piece is so imperative. I, people need to realize that teenagers are going through a really, uh, you know, 
time where their brain is still developing that sort of feeling emotional part of their brain, their amygdala is, is developing slower than their uh, prefrontal cortex is, is still developing as well. So a lot of times they, they, you know, they act on impulse and their actions are guided more by emotion and less by logic. And what people need to know is that is um, worsened when they are not getting enough sleep. So um, we see that issue with, with poor judgment and, um, you know, the lack of ability to sort of manage the mood as well, you know, having, and that creates tension with peers and parents. So, uh, you know, we really need to pay attention to um, improving their mood because we're really setting them up for a, a lifetime of, of good um, health, including mental health. So if we can give them the sleep they need early on, that'll help guide them through, through life really. Yeah, so it sounds like the, the amount of sleep is closely related to their mood and how impulsive they could get. Yeah, it's, it's really a, a bi-directional relationship when we talk about sleep and depression. So in the past, they thought, well, if you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to be depressed, but it goes vice versa. So if people are uh, depressed, they're not going to sleep as well. That's actually good news because what that means is, is that you know, we have a modifiable risk factor here. If we can allow our children to get the sleep that they need at the timing that their body needs that sleep, um, we can decrease the risk of, of a depression and anxiety and other mental health issues and substance use. Oh, that's a big one too. You know, so many parents talk to kids about, oh, don't drink and drive. Um, but when we talk about, um, you know, lack of sleep in driving. It's, it's huge. When you look at poor reaction time and um, taking more risks, it's just as detrimental to drive while sleep deprived as, as it is to drive while. while right. Yeah. So when you're sleep de de deprived, the, the drowsy driving is as harmful as drunk driving, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And that's, you know, why we saw, I believe, uh, in some of the research that we saw that improvement in, in less car accidents in the different communities. Um, actually, in, in one community where the accident rate for teenagers dropped actually by 16.5%. In That's the a lot. Yeah, where the, where the, in the district where the school start time went later, but it increased actually in the rest of the state um, by 7.8%. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive data. The data, honestly, is really indisputable. I mean, decades worth of research that's showing us, which is why the you know, American Academy of Sleep Medicine put out a policy statement now. That was back in 2014, calling this a public health issue and calling for, for all schools, for middle and high schools to start you know, at 8.30 or later. So. Right. I know California is uh, really pushing it right now and get the policy out. So hopefully it's going to happen across the whole California state within two years. Yes, I am so delighted to hear that. Um, I, I, I'm just tickled, honestly, to hear that the state has taken that sort of um, effort to, because it does take a lot of effort. There's implementation and scheduling issues that, that play a role. Um, that need to be, you know, attended to. But for a whole state to to really address and, and put student health first is is huge. So yeah. congratulations to California. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I'm wondering across whole United States right now, how many states actually are doing that or seriously considering that? 
Yeah, as far as the the mandate, well, I think you're going to find a lot of different type of legislation out there. Um, in and uh, we in Minnesota here a couple of years ago looked at um, legislation, and I'm sure will again. We're we're looking for the right um, legislator to help us move that forward. Um, I think you know just recently in the uh, in Pennsylvania, you saw they developed an advisory committee, and that was made up of. You know, those in legislation, uh, medical field, school, they all got together and said, hey, let's talk about this issue. And they came out with a, a calling for later start times in that state. And and they said that the evidence uh, to move to healthier start times is really achievable. I think I think sometimes when people are approached with this issue, they think, oh, this is it's, it's not doable. But I can tell you here in Minnesota, we know that it is. We've seen it for decades how. Um, how much improvement we've seen in our in our students. Um, even even when you talk to the custodial staff, they'll say um, just the start of the day from when school started early compared to when it started later. That um, it's just a calmer start to the day. There's less coffee cups strewn about in the in the school, and and so it's it's impressive to see. And I think the word is just getting out more and more. Yeah, and it's amazing that we can start seeing all these consequences. What happened after school actually start later? Yeah, I think、um, one one big piece I don't know if people quite understand as much as as、um, I would like them to is the it's not always just about the amount of sleep, but the timing of sleep. What we saw when we adjusted school start times is that kids did sleep more. I think that's a common misconception: is people say, "Oh, they'll just." Teenagers will just stay up later and and sleep in, but but they don't. They actually do get more sleep, and they require less weekend sleep. So that's a, a marker that we use that indicates,、um, you know, if they're getting adequate sleep during the week, then they don't need as much sleep in sleep on the weekends. So it's that timing of sleep that's so important. We want to go to bed at the time our body wants to go to bed and wake up at a time our body is ready and refreshed. Wow, that's very important to know. I would assume a lot of、um, parents or teachers will have the same worries, right? If you just let、mm-hmm. them have the choice to sleep in the morning, they may just do whatever at night.、Um, but sounds like actually teenagers they really use the time to catch up on sleep, so they accumulate less sleep debt. They don't have to sleep as much during the weekends. Right, right, exactly, and you know I think any program that that is looking at later school start time, whether it be you know legislation or individual schools, really needs to be、uh, combined with good education about what are good sleep habits. You know, allowing enough time for sleep.、Um, You know, allowing your body to fall to go to sleep at the same time and get up at the same time every day. You know, avoiding caffeine and All those different issues that affect your sleep at night, exercising too late. So it, you you really need a combined education program along with a later school start time. But but yeah, in in general, teenagers do naturally get more sleep. Yes, I like what you just mentioned—the education piece. So I want to ask a little bit more of that. So the audience, no matter they are teenagers or parents who are listening right now, I want them to <laughs>、uh, learn a little bit more. So if let's say if a state incorporates the policy and the school start time 
get pushed later at night. What teenagers or parents should be aware of? What are some good habits or some like several of the good things they really need? You know, practice. Sure. So, so like I said, you need to allow enough time for sleep, and I think that's you know, it's a, if you're waking up with an alarm clock, then by definition, you're actually sleep deprived. So it's important to be able to allow your body enough time to be able to get the sleep that it needs. Um, t- parents need to watch for signs of inadequate sleep. For teenagers, that might be, um, you know, grumpiness. It might not always be, you know, obvious signs of being tired, but that's obviously part of it too. It might be poor grades. Um, for younger children, a sign that they're not getting adequate sleep, it can be actually that they get hyperactive. So you really need to be aware. That's why I say education is so important to help people um, decide what's a priority in their family. You know, good time management. Like I said, our kids are are overscheduled um, to a certain degree. So it's, you know, you might need to adjust um, priorities and, and, and make sure that you make sleep uh, one of those priorities. Yes. So is there any advice on, you know, um, electronic usage to, to help protect this enough sleep time or sleep opportunities? Yes, certainly having a, a wind down period is important. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, an hour or two before bed, you need to start winding down. And, and part of that winding down is dimming the light and, um, Ideally, putting down those electronics, at the very least, there are um, usually most, most electronics have a blue light filter that you can set. Um, our children, you know, set their alarm clock, transitioning to sleep. And there's blue blocker, like there's glasses so people can wear those um, as well, which will block the, the bright light if you do need to be on your electronic for homework or what have you. So, um, and really bedrooms, I think, are the other big thing is bedrooms should really um, just be that. It should just be a room with a bed and no electronics there, if if at all possible. I see. So wind down mm-hmm. and keep bedroom just for sleep. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'd also say that um, it's important to get physical activity. I mean, exercise and sleep go hand in hand. So um, that it would be, and then getting bright light in the morning is, is huge. If you can combine that activity with bright light in the morning, cause that can reset that clock every morning is it's super helpful. I see. That's great advice. So regarding, you just mentioned for teenagers, if they need alarm clock to wake up in the morning, they may not get enough sleep, right? Right. Exactly. Ah, exactly. I see. Yeah, because I heard about that kind of thing for children before. Uh, mm-hmm. I never realized that may be the case for teenagers also, because I know mm-hmm. a lot of teenagers, they have some kind of evening tendencies and a lot of them do need a lot of alarms, even parents to to get them up. It's really difficult to get them up in the morning. And what mm-hmm. if a teenager is a natural night owl? Do they also like the alarm indicate some kind of sleep deprivation or there are other explanations? I, I want to be clear that all teenagers by nature are night owls. Some of them have, have what we would call um, delayed sleep phase where it might even be later than the average teenager. So you know, those teenagers might even have a more difficult time um, 
getting to bed at a reasonable time and waking up at a I don't want to say reasonable. I guess what what um, conventionally we see as as a time to wake up for school. Um, so, so you know there can be sleep disorders that are involved that can make that night owl shift even even later. I see. Yeah. So parents yeah. should really watch out and understand what's what's happening, what's really going on with their teenagers regarding sleep with their child. Yeah, and I think yeah. I always want to. Talk about naps because people talk about you know how about how about napping you know instead of changing school start times how about we you know make sure there's time for that you know I think naps are certainly important and they're excellent for good memory and concentration I think um, they become a problem when kids are napping during school because they haven't been able to get the amount of sleep that they needed at night because then you're you obviously can't learn if your your head's down on your desk and and I think. You know, when I start to hear about people um, telling me their teenagers are are napping on a regular basis, I again that can be helpful. But it, the first thing I look at was how are they sleeping at night, and are they getting the sleep they need? You know, achieving at night. Right, right. So that's another indicator. Yeah, regarding、mm-hmm. naps, that's such a good topic. I see a lot of teenagers they take naps right after school, but for many hours. Hmm. Yeah, and and see that goes into playing. Then they have a hard time, even a harder time, going to sleep at night when they're, you know, it pushes off that that nighttime sleep even more. So so that can be the danger of of napping. So ideally, if you do need to nap, it's a shorter nap, you know, twenty, thirty minutes. Ideally, yes. How is there any way to make that happen? I know some teens they can they can manage that and set alarm clock. Some of them just gonna. You know,、uh, won't be able to be waken up, or parents as、mm-hmm. are not home, or they are not willing to get up during the nap. So it end up to be a longer nap, and of course at night they they have difficulties fall asleep. Right? No, you're you're right. I mean, it, it does take it takes an effort to educate teens themselves, and I think if you you. You know, come at it from a direction of, of this is going to help you with your relationships and your schooling.、Um, I think teaching teenagers to help themselves is helpful. I think one of the hardest things to do is is get your teenager up on the weekend because, like I said, you really want to avoid that what we call social jet lag, where they're sleeping in more on the weekends. And and I think sometimes parents think, oh, I'm going to be nice to them and and let them sleep in on the weekends since they didn't get enough sleep over the weekend, but or, or during the course of the week. But really, you want to try and keep that sleep, you know, within an hour or you know within a couple hours of when they were getting up for school,、um, having them get up on the weekends within a couple hours from when they're getting up for school, so that again you don't have that shift every weekend. It's like It's like you know, getting on a flight and traveling、um, every weekend, and then when Monday comes back, oh, they got they got to wake up so early, and that's difficult. So the more you can encourage teenagers to 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 try to minimize that and and get to bed at a decent time, it's 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 helpful. But it's a challenge. I'll admit it. I've had teenagers myself, so <laughs> it is a challenge. Yes, yes. This is really a good point for parents and teenagers to to keep in mind that normal, like、uh, weekdays and weekends, the the wake up time better to be 
relatively consistent, not too much later during the weekend, or else social jet lag may happen. So Monday morning, they may feel really negatively. Exactly. Great. Also, if you know, I know a lot of states right now, a lot of schools don't have this this school time start time changed. So、mm-hmm. um, when teenagers have to get up really early to、uh, go to school, is there anything parents and teens can really do to support themselves better when the environment is not changed? Um. Well, like I said, some of those hints I I talked about earlier, as far as you know, getting physically active,、mm-hmm. and because that'll help your sleep at night, avoiding the bright light. Um. There's, you know, those are the things you can do. And and I think when I talk to schools, they'll say, "Oh, well, we'll just we'll work on on these habits." But but really, honestly, the best thing you can do is encourage your school to move to later start times, and、mm-hmm. and that's um. Because that's really what's going to help. That's going to have the biggest impact、um, in your community. Is really,、uh, you know, it's it's really counterproductive for us to send our kids to school early, as it's they're not going to learn as well as if they're、uh, well rested. So, yes.、Yeah, so sounds like the policy change is so necessary. We really want slowly、uh, push it to hopefully. Eventually, all schools will adopt this kind of new policy to really help with our children and teenagers to to get more and more sleep. Yes, and there's more and more school administrators who are who are who are looking at doing that. You know, putting the needs of those students first, and it does take strong leadership and and good communication because you want to look at the situation from all sides and and、um, you know find a compromise that's going to work for. For everyone, and you know, common issues that we hear about are, are you know, schedules. Obviously, is a big thing, but、um, you know, sports for sure. But more and more people are are coming to to find that you know, actually, sleep improves sports performance. You know, sports are such a big part of any any community. But、uh, teen athletes who sleep longer, they have improved reaction time, and they made less errors.、Uh, we found that there's a, a A risk of less injury、um, when teenagers are、uh, sleeping better. So, and like you said, hopefully, you know, many districts will do this, and then that eliminates that issue. When you know you're working with different divisional schools, and some have later start times, and some have early start times still. But if everyone goes to later start times, you can, you know, you know, resolve some of that scheduling stuff that comes up. Yes, later start times. Uh huh. Yeah, and sounds like、uh, even for sports, for athlete, because I know a lot of、uh, children's teenagers are involved in some kind of sports, and especially、mm-hmm. for those、um, more professional athletes, they sleep plays such a big role. When you brought that up, it's such a good point because there's so many professional teams now that are actually hiring sleep specialists to help、um, their players on, on a professional level. So. Again, this is becoming more and more. You know, in the past, sports was one thing that that would would、um, serve to block this effort.、Um, but I think more and more people are understanding actually improved sleep actually helps in 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 the sports performance. So, yes, definitely. That's that's very good point to mention. That's exactly、uh, sending us this 
the signal that how important sleep is for performance, such as athletes' professional performance. Hmm. Right. Exactly. Well, if we start school later, like eight thirty or later, then、mm-hmm. how many more minutes we may actually give our children and teens to make all this positive impact happen? Um, well, there's been so many different studies, so it's hard to answer that, you know, w- with a specific time,、um, because there's so many different studies that adjusted their start time,、um, even by as little as 15 minutes, some by almost an hour. I think the the most recent study here is was done in the Seattle school district, where they went from a 7:50 a.m. start time to an 8:45、uh, a.m. start time, so nearly an hour later, and. And students slept about a half hour more in that situation.、Um, students also had improved grades,、uh, less tardiness, and less absences from school. I see. So、mm-hmm. for the school start time, we are not looking to get children or teens like hours, hours more sleep. Even like half an hour or less. Can still make quite of improvement in a lot、mm-hmm. of areas.、Mm. Absolutely,、right. absolutely.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good、mm-hmm. to know.、Mm-hmm. So another topic that typically comes up when we're talking about implementing later start times is busing, and this is an issue that's not unique to school start times. You know, busing issues in schools come up with any sort of a boundary or redistricting, or if they open or close a school. So. I want to make sure that it.、Uh, the reality is really adjusting busing、um, can involve more cost to a school district. Other districts can actually save money by adjusting their bus schedule, and and many schools、um, can adjust their busing in a cost neutral fashion. So, one of the largest districts in the country, Fairfax, Virginia, with over Fifty seven thousand teenagers.、Um, they adjusted their their busing schedule, so so it can be done.、Um, it just takes a little time and effort, obviously, to to do that.、Mm, so that's another thing school system need to consider. Exactly, exactly. And、um, one strategy that some schools will use、um, that we've found here in Minnesota is they'll、uh, flip the bus schedules. So. Oftentimes, teenagers are the one ones going to school the、um, at the earliest, and it's the young children that are going to school later. So they'll flip the schedule, so the younger children will go to school then、uh, on the earlier bus schedules. So I think that has been、uh, some concern for parents saying, "Oh, is it too early for for those children?" And I think. You know, for the most part,、uh, like I said, they are definitely younger. Children are more malleable;、uh, they have more malleable sleep schedules. We still want to see them able to obtain about you know, kids under ten require ten hours of sleep is is sort of the standard that we look for. So, you know, there is a certain time that could be too early for them as well. So it goes back to that compromising, you know, on a community level to try and figure out how are we going to. To manage and get everyone the sleep that they need, but young children, like I said, are very alert <laughs> in the morning. If you've had young children, you know they're up and ready to, you know, eat their breakfast early. Where you've got the teenagers who are like vampires and they're covering their eyes; they don't want to wake up too early. So, 
it's just taking advantage of that. I like the metaphors. I think that make a lot of sense. That <laughs> different age group, they they go to bed differently, their body clock differently, they they wake up reacting differently. So overall,、mm-hmm. there's a way, right? We can all figure that out to to schedule it around to make it fit most children and teens schedule. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and people don't realize either that because younger children, there are some studies I've seen that younger children are more sensitive to light at night. So,、um, you know, really, so important for those young children at night to start,、um, you know, turning down the lights and, you know, having a a, a quiet and、um, darker sort of setting because they're so、um, sensitive to that. Bright light at night.、Um, I've seen、um, I've seen parents who will, you know, have their kids、um, brush their teeth, take a bath, read them a book, and then they'll hand them an iPad when they get into bed at night to, you know, what to play a, a game before they go to bed. And I just oh, it's just cringeworthy for me because I'm like, <laughs> oh, you just undone all of that good stuff that you did with the bath and the reading and the dim light, and then. You know, you've handed them this 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 tool that's going to actually worsen their sleep. So right, wow. So education is so important because those parents possibly have no idea they are and and doing all this good stuff. They thought they are adding the last nice piece to make、right. the wind down great. Right, but actually, they're pushing off that that melatonin and the sleep in general. So,、right. so yeah, you're right. Education is is key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there any good resources、uh, you or you know your county、uh, is putting together, or where parents can find more information if they want to learn more about this topic, want to you know get get more guidance? Oh yeah, there's tons of good information out there. We have a、um, for the Minnesota Sleep Society. We have at mnsleep.net. We have a teen sleep loss toolkit, which. Which、um, has a section specifically for parents that will go through the different、um, sleep topics and, and sleep good sleep habits and, and why you want to adjust to、um, improving their sleep. Also, Start School Later is a fabulous、um, resource for information for for maybe individuals in school districts who would like to help their school start later. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine.、Um, Under your sleep, I can add all these、um, links to the show notes, so people will have them. If there's anyone listening who is、uh, a, you know, teacher or looking for curriculum, kids kidshealth.org classroom is really great. They have tons of good sleep、uh, resources and sleep diaries and and、um, you know activities for children to do to learn more about sleep. So yeah, there's tons of information out there. I can send you these links. Yes, yes, definitely. That will be very helpful. Yes.、Mm-hmm. So、um, our time come to an end. I just want to know: Is there anything else you want to add? Anything else you want let the audience know regarding this very important、um, topic?、Um, I think you know. I, whenever we.、Um, Kind of circle back to this issue. I think I want to ask you know individuals to really value sleep、uh, for themselves and for their family. So paying attention to,、uh, oftentimes adults themselves aren't getting the recommended amount of sleep. So now to translate that to their children. So I ask people to ask themselves the hard question. You know, are they putting their electronics away before bed? Are they valuing sleep? Can they 
um, make the time and effort to value sleep for for their community for for you know children and teenagers in in the future to sort of set them up for this uh, good sleep habits um, into their adult lives for a good a better health trajectory. That's wonderful. I think that can make a lot of people start thinking, right? To really think about ourselves and then how we impact our family and are we taking good care of ourselves. You know, in summary, that teenagers are sleep deprived and the the research is indisputable. Later start times um, can improve sleep and, you know, teenagers do sleep more. And what we find is that improved sleep decreases the risk of, of substance use and mental health issues. Um, and really, improving sleep requires engagement on uh, the part of, of everyone, really teenagers, families, and communities to really see a positive change. So wonderful information shared by Julie Dahl, the current president of Minnesota Sleep Society, about later school start time. Just like what she pointed out, there has been so many research showing such positive impact of later school start time to our children and teenagers across all areas of functioning, mental health and physical health. So hopefully all school districts one day in United States will be able to incorporate such policy to help teenagers and children get better and more sleep. Currently, I serve as a committee member in the outreach department within Society of Behavioral Sleep Medicine. We are composing some useful resources and information and writing blog articles to elaborate on this important topic of later school start time. You can find all this great information on today's show note, deepintosleep.co forward slash episode forward slash 014. Let's work together to make everyone's sleep better. Thank you for today's journey together, and I will see you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you... The CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia.